So yeah, pro tip, do not get bit by a parakeet if you can avoid it. Can you avoid it? Don't have parakeets. <laughs> okay. Because that sucked. I had little tiny welts all over my finger. <laughs> my hand. Well, we're recording now, so do you want to explain yourself? Why were you bitten by a parakeet, Brantley? Well, I work at PetSmart. Okay. Do they sell parakeets at PetSmart? They sell plenty of parakeets. Okay. And uh, when people buy them, we catch them with a net and trim their feathers. And sometimes right. you get bit during that, and it's not fun. But somebody was deep cleaning the parakeets, and we pull the trays out that have the little pellets that they can stand on, the bedding. Right, right. And when and you pull poop? it out, well, yeah, everything has their poop on it. Their food has their poop on it because they're birds and they're dumb. But if you pull that out and you don't put the special flap up, they can just slip through that crack. And she had left the bird room without putting the flap up. <gasps> so when I went to go check on her, there was just a bird in the room out of the cage, and then he escaped for like two days. And I named him Terrence immediately. <laughs> how did this... I want. I need to know how this capture went. Okay. You have nets. First, about two hours into his escape, uh, the store manager told me to, you know, set up a little birdcage. Right. Which I had to hand assemble, assemble. So I'm like, pull... It's one of those ones where you have to pull the wires over each other so they snap. Uh-huh. I yeah. straight up felt like Wiley E. Coyote preparing for the Roadrunner. <laughs> I was cackling to myself the whole time and getting weird looks from customers. Just in the middle of the sales floor. What was the bait for this particular trap? Bird seed, a little bit of cat grass, and some water. And there's some bedding in there. Okay. So it's there. And then I put that on top of the bird room. Which bird room is about like six and a half feet tall. Put up there. Left it there. Yesterday, going, he escaped two days ago. Yesterday, going, and he's still running around, flying around, singing the crash years, singing the people. And then I walk by, and he's sitting on top of the cage. Staring at me. <laughs> so the, the roadrunner metaphor becomes complete. Mm-hmm. No, I guess the better. bird sits there and looks at you cockeyed like, I know what you're doing. It gets better. Because then I pull over one of the step stools, and then one of our, my coworkers, uh, Amber, she comes and I was like, hey, do you want me to take this side? And you're taller. You come around the other side, and we'll both have nets. I'm like, okay. And I put up my step stool, and I step up, and I have to remove part of the thing to see him. Right. I do that. It makes a whole bunch of noise, and he just watches me. And then as soon as her net comes up, he just takes off. Well, he's had experience before. He's waited for us to get. He knows there. about the net. <laughs> and then later, I'm going by like two hours later. He's been free for like thirty hours at this point. Right. Uh, I go in there. I walk by, and he's at the door to the bird room, just on the floor chilling. And I go get a net, and I come back, and he immediately takes off. About another fifty minutes comes, goes by, and he's there again, and I don't have a net. So I grabbed him with my hands. And then he started biting the crap out of me. And I'm trying to punch in the code to open the door while holding him with one hand. <laughs> and it's hurting more and more. And then Courtney, this other girl, walks by and he goes, You need help? I'm like, open the door! Open it! This is like this is like a way less dramatic version of like the opening scene of Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, the lock, if you if you don't turn it to the right all the way, uh-huh. doesn't matter how many times you punch in the code right, it won't open. And I'm not thinking straight trying to figure that out because right now I have a little have tiny a bird, bird chewing all my freaking hand because I didn't have gloves and nothing. And those beaks hurt. I finally got that open and then I'm yelling at her to open the little cage door. And there's two doors. There's a big one and there's a little one. The little one sucks and takes forever to open. So she's trying to fiddle with that and she gets it open and I have to throw him in the cage and try to get that to close again. <laughs> I would love to dig into the bowels of PetSmart right now. It was but a lot of fun. <laughs> we're going to do some other stuff. Oh, yeah, we talk about movies on this. Yes. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies based on nothing but their odd descriptions. I'm Brent. I'm Albert. And uh, I'm going to kick things off today, Brentley. Uh, we we had some stuff from uh, The Orient mm-hmm. last week. Or that's not, I'm sorry, that's not appropriate, is it? Uh, the East. The, like Chinese. Asia. Asia. Okay, yes. The continent of Asia. Over there. They have some cool stuff. They're the not all... East. It's not a homogenous culture, but they share some things in common. Okay, so... Um, Just like how Europe shares things in common. Yep, 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 yep. So... And uh, everybody has vampires. <laughs> all across the world. It's a unifying fact. Yeah. Just like just like Noah's Flood. Noah's Flood and the vampire must be true because everybody has them. And dragons, apparently. Well, dragons are just big lizards. Yeah, but it's like you look at a Chinese dragon and it's only called a dragon because some Ameri- some European guy goes, oh yeah, dragon. There is no... In like Quetzalcoatl, the Aztec god, there's a feather serpent. He's like, yeah, it's totally a dragon. It's like, no. Dragons with feathers, not a real thing. We're talking today about Spirited Killer. Well, at least he's into it. I know, right? He's just chipper the whole time. <laughs> he's walking down the street. There's like, he's got, uh, oh, I'm getting this really cool image where it's just like, he's walking down the street and it's just like a dreary street. Yeah. Then it comes to his point of view and there's like cartoon bluebirds and he's just whistling and skipping along and everybody's just waving high. This is basically American Psycho, which you're describing right now. Well, I have not seen that movie. That's fine. But he, like, he, he invites people over to his apartment and plays pop music for them and explains why, like, Huey in the news is the best thing ever as he murders them with an axe. Oh. He's very, uh, oh, actually, it's, it's kind of like Voices. The Voices. The Ryan, uh, Reynolds movie? I haven't seen that one. He, um, he's crazy and he imagines his dog and his cat talking to him. Okay, okay. And then, uh, like... He I've seen the cover of this, by the way. He's in, like, a pink jumpsuit or something. Yeah, everything's bright pastels, and he, that's when he doesn't take his medicine, and he takes the medicine, and it takes away the colors, and you see his disgusting, like, cockroach-infested apartment that he actually lives in freaks out and just throws out all his pills. Ugh. Also, his cat and dog stopped talking to him, and he got lonely. Oh, well, yeah. He, and then he accidentally started murdering people, and the, to- and the head started talking to him and demanding more friends. Okay. And he's like, no! I can't do that! That's wrong! Stay in the fridge. So uh, this must be a translation error, or the translator was just having fun. But Spirited Killer is about this. There's, there's, I'm going to read the description now. Okay. I said is about, but like no, I'm just going to read the thing after the title now. Five years after the lynching of the evil Dr. Dwang. Is that Dwayne with a G at the end? D-U-A-N-G. Which, that, I mean, that is one of the fun parts about this first part of the sentence. I'm trying to figure so out... So his name is the sound you get from a mouth harmonica. No, but here's what I'm trying to figure out. There better be a sound effect that plays every time he enters room. How do you feel about the fact that the... I mean, admittedly, like objectively speaking, according to this description, he's an evil doctor named Wang. Has been lynched. Yeah. Like, there was no due process. This was like a... There was mob justice pro- kind of thing. There was no due process with, with Dracula either. They just started hunting him with knives and chasing him into his home country. That's fair, but like by that point, like maybe there wasn't due process where he was at. This is—they don't call it a lynching. Like they don't say, and then Dracula was viciously stabbed to death. That's what happened in the book. Yes. But it is. I, I get that. The, it's framed <laughs> as a lynching. I'm just. I get it's it's like it's like the end of Frankenstein where he's like running away from the mob, but the mob actually has a point in this one. 
the mob had a point too. He was digging up dead bodies and performing horrifying experiments. No, I meant the, the monster. Against At that the point, they were just freaked out because it was a monster. Yeah, made of their dead friends, well, dead criminals that they knew, which is probably worse. He took the worst people we knew and made a big giant thing out of him that's bulletproof. <laughs> Kill it with and, fire. Anyway, five years after the lynching of this evil Doctor Dwang, a silent killer appears in the jungle of the Sedang region. The survivors of his brutal attacks, including a group of treasure hunters, research students, and local villagers, join forces to take out this menace. Before he kills again. Okay. So the evil Dr. Dwang was just sort of ancillary to that whole thing. Unless he's a ghost. Or this... they were really bad at lynching. Or it's like... We hung over from the tree and everything. Back in the day, before you had AD and BC, or BCE and BC, right? Before all that was kicking off, they would measure time by, like how long it had been since a certain king's rule. So, like, in the 50th year of the certain king or whatever. So maybe this village is so deeply scarred by this lynching incident that they're like, in the fifth <laughs> year after the lynching of the evil Dr. Dwang, an silent killer appeared in the jungle of the Sangdang region. There's so little going on there. <laughs> like, it's been five years since we killed that doctor, man. Nothing now this is happening. <laughs> Next it's like we, nothing else they can compare. Like, it's like it has to be that. Nothing else interesting has happened in the last five years. <laughs> it must be him. He's the only person who's died. <laughs> we live incredibly long lives. Even our old people haven't died since then. Maybe that's why he's evil. He was, getting, he was just euthanizing the old people. And he's like, that's not cool. Lynch him. Could be. Because they're that bored. They need or they're a society that's immortal, but they have the bad kind of immortality where you get sick and you're decrepit. Okay. And he was killing all... He was like a Dr. Kevorkian where, like, in his mind, or at least argue, his he argument was... He was releasing them. Yeah. Okay. Now I understand, Brantley. <laughs> which gives me great insight into this next movie we're going to talk about, which is Spirited Killer 2, Awaken Zombie Battles. Again with the zombies. I don't I think... I out earlier today how I'm trying to avoid dealing with zombies today. Oh, are you, uh, are you dealing with zombies somehow? I... The podcast thing i gotta write about zombies and i'm just like they're boring okay to deal with to make interesting it's hard i don't think you mean podcast i think you mean blog blog that one whatever okay things i do ancillary to this our hero is out in the forest to do something Good for him <laughs> is he also wearing pants does he have a hat i'm assuming there's boots but let me know hey, well he might be a forest man maybe he's is Feet are, like, well-adjusted to the ground. Tarzan of the Apes is in the jungle. Yeah, but hopefully he's covered up at least a little bit. He's got his tidy whities on. Loincloth? So, our hero is out in the forest and his loincloth. Why does he wear loincloth? Tarzan. I mean, do you want the real answer, or, like, I mean, do we want to get convoluted with this? People don't want to see penis. Yeah, um, no, that's a that's And I know weird. in the animated one, it's because Kala smelled the diaper, and it's probably like, no, we're going to get that covered. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because there's that one joke where she lifted up and was like, oh, no! <laughs> So that makes sense there, but I don't even know. Also, his dreadlocks don't make sense. Whatever, moving on back to this. Okay. Our hero is out of the forest to do some magic ritual for their dead grandfather. We're not sure what kind, but he's going to do it and do it to the best of his ability. This is one that is taken from a review, which uh, the grammatical construction of this is a lot of fun. <laughs> but at the same time, not far away is a bunch of gangster. 
<laughs> Just the one? It's a bunch of him, though. <laughs> he cloned himself and made a gang of himself, so he would always have an alibi. That's actually brilliant. Make that movie. Oh, a bunch of gangster trying to move the spirit from their de- dead leader into a new leader. This is why, this is the great thing that you get from Asian cinema. You don't get a story about, like, gangs in America trying to move the spirit of their dead leader to a different dude. That'd be a really cool Al Capone movie, though. No, yeah, but can you... Alright, the boss is dead, see? But we've got 48 hours to find a shaman and move him over to another <laughs> body. go get a shaman. <laughs> so we know we're going to get a Muggsy, do you know us shaman anywhere? <laughs> No, boss, ain't no one. We're gonna need the virgin's blood. Does anybody know any virgins? Not for very long, we don't. Now in Chicago. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. Uh, anyway. What more happens in this wonderful masterpiece? So, okay. The, the, I love the way this is corrected. Also, this is a sequel to the last one? Yeah, it is. Okay. Arguably. We, we got our hero... So we still have the immortal race just chilling, Getting old and sick. Well, we kind of made that up, but we will... I'll That's sure what we, we do here. We turn Christian Mingle we'll into work, a serial killer. We'll work into that... Uh, so our hero's out in the forest to do magic ritual for his dead grandfather. Also, a bunch of gangsters are trying to <laughs> move the spirit the of their dead leader. They get an old man and their boss, and he gets a like, gangster in his grandpa's body. And, not far away from them, is a couple of treasure hunters who find a Chinese <laughs> dead guy with a treasure under him. I like the idea that it wasn't his, he just died on top of it by convenience. It's like, there's a dead guy. Oh, hey, treasure. They're just like they were hunts, They don't even care about the dead guy. They're just like, God dang it, another Chinese dead guy? Here's a treasure, though. We're in... We're in... I don't know, I can do that. These woods are lousy with dead people. There's just dead folks everywhere. You've got this dead gangster, this guy's dead, dead grandfather. It's like the forest of, of, on the foot of Mount Fuji. The dead of that, Mount Fuji in Japan. Fair. Okay, I can see that. Suicide forest. So, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm reading, this is the way they write the sentence. So, of course, the worst happens. All magic rituals in the area is waking up the dead gangster and the dead Chinese guy, and they start hunting down everybody that happens but to But not be- Grandpa? Maybe he's the dead Chinese guy, because he wasn't identified. Oh, the guy who... He's just doing the rituals like, it'd be great if you had your body, Grandpa, but you were hunting that treasure, and I don't know what happened to you. I mean, I got this map, but that's a lot of work. I'm just a ritual. <laughs> you know, he sold the map to the treasure he, hunters. He, like, the map and, like, It's a gift the of the Magi thing. He sold the gift to the treasure hunters to buy the stuff to do the ritual for his granddad, who is then disturbed by the treasure hunters who found the treasure, but now they have to deal with the fact that they're being chased by this dead Chinese guy, and he having messed up the ritual, now has an undead grandfather chasing him through the woods. Also, there's an undead gra- gangster running around. It's not an exact <laughs> f- rep- replication of the Gift of the Magi, okay? But it's still <laughs> ironic. Oh, Henry would love this. Um, I'm still picturing him as like a 1920s American gangster, no matter where this is made. That's fine. <laughs> uh, they You're running back, see? After a while... Pana Ritikre, not mentioned earlier at any point in the review. Probably dude doing the ritual for Grandpa. Could be. Shows up and uses black magic to take the power from the zombies and transform himself into a super fighter! 
the weirdest superhero origin story I've ever heard. <laughs> well, he would be a supervillain. Set up, and then some guy comes out of nowhere and just like, and I now have zombie power. It's like Dead Man, but even dumber. He's using black magic. I would think black magic would be bad. Although the shadow uses some kind of evil hoodoo, and he's fine. Yeah. Finally, we have Spirited Gil. Spirited Giller. This one's aquatic. <laughs> Spirited Killer 3 Ghost Wars. But yes. Oh gonna... my god, that name is awesome. <gasps> you don't. Okay, there's a. There's a. Having, as of this recording, re- premiered on Sci Fi two days ago, there's a new show called Ghost Wars. Really? Yeah. And I watched it, and it's pretty rad. Rad isn't things we like, or isn't rad isn't for general audiences? Um, I think for general audiences. Okay. It's, um... Because we do have niche interests. It it does, well, it has an Odd Thomas-type character who, like, can see dead people. He has one dead person who, they haven't established who she is, but she just sort of hangs out with him, and, like, she's fully realized, but she's not real, or she's a demon, or we we don't know what she is yet, but she's some girl that just is his friend. And nobody else can see. And then, like, other dead people appear as sort of more classic, kind of glitchy, staticky ghosts. Awesome. That hate him. And the ca- the town experiences what I'm going to describe as a ghost quake. Because that's kind of what it is. And, like, all of these... He, he develops this theory that none of the people who are dying are able to move on. And the ghosts start claiming new people by, like, creating illusions around the town, which the, these ghosts are making, or something related to the ghosts is making these illusions. And so, like, at the end of the first episode, there's this, like, cop car that's driving along to get him to another town, and it's a fairly remote town, mm-hmm. and they're over a bridge, and he sees that the bridge is out, but nobody else, like, can see it, and so he jumps out of this car as it's going along, and they just drive right off the bridge into nothing. And the final shot of the first episode is, like, zooming out along that bridge, and all of a sudden you realize that not only is the bridge gone, but, like, the whole town has been moved into, like, some other kind of parallel universe or something. All right, so kind of Silent Hilly? Kinda, but a whole TV show. Awesome. And, like, it makes a little more sense than that. Good stuff! Anyway, not this movie, though. I was referring more to the games, but yeah. Okay. Spirited Killer 3 Ghost Wars. Again, I think probably taken from review, because some of these are a little bit sketchy on the, the length of the synopsis. We have teams from China and Japan seeking out a black stone that can create immensely powerful magic. Okay, it's an artifact of that, you know, immortal race. Possibly. That I am insisting exists. Also, that may have been the treasure from the second movie. If we want to make them all connect together. Yeah, it could continue to be one of their artifacts. Yes. There's some resistance, and the local population... Oh, that one dude from the last one. He was one of the race. (gasps) So he knew how to do that. Okay, cool. Continue. Okay. Some resistance, and the local population calls up a shaman, who announces he will be a shaman for a thousand years. Maybe he's one of the immortals, too. He's just like, this is what I'm doing for this thousand years. Next one, who knows? Maybe I'll be a baker. Done the garbage or anything, didn't like it. Thousand he just years announces little... this though. Like, let's let's take it out of the context of the immortal village, right? Because that's probably not literally true. It's for fun. But he goes up and he's like, we want you to be the shaman. Cool. I'm gonna do this for a thousand years. Did they like bestow some power on him that he didn't previously have? And now he's like going crazy with it? I don't know, maybe like being shaman in this universe. 
makes you immortal for a certain amount of time. Like you make a deal with a demon or something. I don't, I just don't get what their deal with him has to do with anything. Sorry, I just get this thing where like, they need a shaman for one thing. He's like, I'll be your shaman for a thousand years. We just need you for a week. A thousand years! Oh boy, we bought this Cadillac, haven't we? <laughs> a thousand years! He's just like walking down the road screaming it over and over again. <laughs> cool, can you take care of these Japanese and Chinese people that are trying to find this cool black stone? A thousand years! <laughs> anyway, the next sentence in the description is, Yes, he's evil. <laughs> Honestly, that had not been my concern. <laughs> so, like, I was more confused by the thousand year thing. They're they're way ahead. they're so far ahead of you that you have not actually gotten there. <laughs> they yet. got the answer to the questions that I hadn't had yet. So we're off to more wackiness with wizards, ghosts, zombies, and a few of those female ogres slash ghouls. There are a few gut munching scenes. It all ends up in a magical war. Okay. Kind of like, I feel like way to bury the lead on this one. You start off with the details about all these people and what their deal is, and I'm like, and then there's just like a bunch of gut munching and there's a magical war. The end. I mean, what is this? The Hobbit 3? I've only seen the first Hobbit. Uh, well, the third one, it, it pretty much ends like this. There's a few gut munching scenes and it all ends up in a magical war, so... I mean, they just wanted to throw in the battle, which wasn't part of the actual story from The Hobbit. I mean, it was there, but it was just... just it happened that's how basically off-screen. That's how Smog dies. Just some dude in the battle is like, oh, dragon. Shunk. It would have been cool if that was... If they had done the movie that way. It would have made no sense. Like, Hollywood just can't resist a big battle scene like that. Yeah. But if they'd actually gone for... Like, the dwarves don't know anything about this battle, or they've just, like, walked through... Yeah, they, they've just of, been dealing with that, and the dragon's out, and then he just drops. Oh, well, we got away! Just like random dude takes aim. They don't even see the arrow. He just like falls for no repair reason. He's like, did he get sick? What? I guess we win. (laughs) No team. That's how. I mean, that is how the book ends. Yeah. From their perspective. And then I went home. I don't know what happened. They don't. They don't do anything. Really. (laughs) They just wake up the dragon. He freaks out. Didn't he kill one or two of them? Yeah, I say they don't do anything. It's been a bit since I've read the book. But they don't kill the dragon. No, another dude does. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even convinced he's, like, in a battle. I thought he was just, like, hunting or something. He no, might he in was in a battle. Okay, it's been, like, a decade since I've read the book. It's probably been about that length for me, too. But that is it for this week on Two Weird Didn't Watch. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you like the episode, uh, go and rate us on iTunes. Uh, that really helps us out. Support us on Patreon. We uh, release a patrons-only episode there about once a month. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch. Bye, guys. Take care.